You're listening to the Writing Wall Podcast, and I'm your host, Stacey Hawks. Every second and fourth Saturday of the month, I will be here at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many other platforms. This podcast is designed for indie authors to have a platform to share their books, their poetry, and their stories. We also feature well-known and traditional writers that are from my home state of North Carolina, while also featuring local writers from my backyard right here in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Allegheny County. You can connect with us on Twitter at The Writing Wall or on Instagram at WritingsOnTheWall85 and grab our links there to our website so that you can keep up with what's happening with our monthly newsletter. Newsletters go out the first of every month and you can also sign up to follow us on the Wix app because everyone has a story. We want to hear yours. What is your story? Welcome to the Writing Wall Podcast this Wednesday. I'm your host, Stacey Hawks, and I'm here with a very special North Carolina author, Augie Maciel. Augie is here to talk about his two books, ICQ, and his latest, The Big Score. Augie, thank you so much for being part of our season four. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Share with listeners a little about yourself and the genre you write. Yes, so I currently live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina byways of northern New Jersey, by way of Brazil, where I was born. So I have a dual citizenship. I'm Brazilian-American, and I moved to the United States back in 1991. I am currently a software engineering manager for a local company here at Red Hat. And up until, I would say, a couple of years ago, I wasn't really a writer. I decided to writing some stuff. I captured a little bit of my experience as a quality engineer, which is what I was doing back then. And I captured that sort of like an autobiographical way. That was my first book. And then after that, I decided that I wanted to write some stories, target the young adult audience. So that's what I would describe the last two books, more like young adults is what I've been targeting. Share with listeners what the big score is all about. That book came out of my own experience as a 14-year-old teenager back in uh, Brazil when I used to live in a sleepy town, beach town in Brazil, and there wasn't really a whole lot to do. And one beautiful day, one of my uncles told me about car emblem harvesting, which is something that apparently he did when he was much younger in Rio de Janeiro. So I immediately was hooked on the idea of collecting those car emblems. And I just sat on that idea for a while. And as I started thinking about what the next book would be after ICQ, I figured that that would probably be a good idea to introduce perhaps a new generation to car emblem harvesting. And that's how the book came about, really. I know people say don't judge a book by its cover, but okay, look, your cover is awesome. It has a Maserati on the front of it. It was one of the first things that kind of drew me to that book because I was also studying cars. Talk to us a little bit about the cover. Something interesting that I learned in the process of writing the book, you mentioned about the book cover there. I actually wanted to have a an actual Maserati emblem to put on the cover of the book. And what I learned was that if you go into any of those junkyards, they do not sell those 
for some reason, I couldn't really figure out, but a couple of places I went to, they actually looked at me as if I was up to no good. Yeah, so I wasn't able to get one. Talk with us a little more about the car emblem harvesting and your main character, because your main character is a female. I wanted to share that the story about doing this. Uh, I've been here for 30 years in the United States, and I never really heard of anyone doing this. I thought that it would be a good idea to introduce that. And the other thing was also that I figured that I wanted to have strong female characters involved in the book early on. I am the father of three daughters aged 8, 15, and 20. And I keep noticing how despite being 2022, it's hard to be a woman, especially a young woman these days. So I tried to join the idea of writing hopefully a fun story that, that people find that interesting and exciting, but making the characters to be mostly female, strong female characters. Now, Augie, you also have another book out. It was your first book. It's called ICQ. What can you share with listeners about that story? Yeah, so that was my first attempt at writing fiction uh, and not being as autobiographical as the first book had been. And the idea about ICQ was also born from some of my own experience. I wanted to talk about the early years of online romancing, if you will, of, you know, back when there were no web cameras, back when there were no, no, uh, I guess, Tinder, all these applications. I don't even know what uh, applications are out there for, for online dating, but it was more about, you know, falling in love with someone without actually ever seeing them. So you fell in love for the persona, for that profile that was exposed online. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I I actually grew up around that time when America Online was was queen or, or king of you know online activities, right? Everyone had America Online. And I wanted to share a little bit of that experience. I did fall in love with with a girl. So the main characters on that book, ICQ, uh, are heavily inspired by my own experience. Uh, and uh, it's no coincidence that the main character is named Augie, spelled differently, but... Uh, still Augie and the girl that he falls in love with is Clarissa. There was a real Clarissa in real life. And I wanted to to share a little bit about, you know, that whole idea of falling in love with someone, not knowing and what it was like when you finally get to, to meet that person face to face. Ah, so a little bit like You've Got Mel starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that movie did come to mind when I, when I was writing it. It's really fascinating for sure, the early internet age and communicating like through MSN Messenger, AOL and all that. Oh, yes. I collected a few of those. I'm a geek, right? I've been a computer geek for quite some time. I was deeply involved in the online world. So all those messages, you know, AOL and then ICQ. So ICQ was definitely one of the, the messages that I use, MSN. There were other ones, including uh, there was an application called MIRC, Merck is what people called. As writers, we all know that sometimes research is involved, especially when it comes to making topics and subjects real within our stories. Talk to us about the research you did for ICQ and for The Big Score. Yes, and I would have to say that I did a lot of research uh, for both books, especially because even though for ICQ, the place that the story takes place is Cliffside Park in New Jersey, where actually I went to high school. So I knew the area really well. 
but I wanted to make sure that everything within the story actually took place in 1997. So the story happens in 1997, summer of 1997. And there's even a scene where Augie and Clarissa go on a picnic. And I won't divulge too much information there. I hope that people want to read the book. But I wanted to make sure that at that exact date and time that the weather was proper for a picnic outdoors or even another scene where Augie is meeting another girl that he meets online and I wanted to make sure that Augie knew where he knew where to park the car how far he would have to walk into in order to go into this other high school to meet the girl that he was meeting with so I did a lot of research on that front um, there's a time when he plays a carpenter's cassette tape and I wanted to make sure that everything really matched with the timeline there in 1997. For the big score, the main character, Kate, she was born in Hawaii and she moves to New Bern, North Carolina. And I have absolutely no information. I knew nothing about Hawaii. So I wanted to make sure that the character came across as being someone who was local to Hawaii. And um, I, I spent a lot of time looking at slangs, last names, the meaning of their names. And I did a lot of research on that front to make sure that the characters were believable. And the plot takes place in the city of New Bern here in North Carolina. And I've never been to New Bern before. So I would spend a lot of time looking at maps and trying to figure out where the characters would have to be in order for them to be able to harvest the, the emblems and not be seen from, uh, you know, from the neighbors or, or people in different places. So I did spend a, quite a, a lot of time looking at maps and the information about the team. There's a, a particular chapter about one of the characters, Todd Bates. I spent, I would say, weeks learning more about the high school and about the football team and even the scores that are reported in the story. They actually match one of the uh, almost winning season. They almost won the, the state championship of that year. So yes, I spent a lot of time doing research for this. So let's switch gears just a moment, no pun intended. And let's just talk about what your dream car would be at this moment, if you could have one. <laughs> right now, because I have three daughters, there have to be a bigger car. So I'm thinking, I don't know, some kind of a Lincoln or something like that, only because it has to be spacious and uh, have enough room for, for the five of us right now. What was your favorite part to write in the big score? I really liked the chapter about the villain of the story. And the reasons to why I liked writing that was because I have never written, I had never written anything about a villain. And I felt that that was a good opportunity for me to try something new. I wanted to create a, a villain, a character that would make people shiver, have strong emotions just reading about him. But at the same time, if possible, feel a little bit of empathy for him because he's the, the fruit of uh, the, the way that he was raised, right? So I wanted to create a little bit of uh, empathy but not too much because what he does is is uh, is, is not you know something that you would uh, want to condone. But that to me was I think the best part. It was it pushed me out of my comfort zone. And even there was a bit of a fight right towards the end there, and I had never done that before. So I that was also something that I enjoyed for for that book. Which character from either of your books do you most relate to, and why? 
Uh, that's uh, that's an easy one for me. So I would say that I relate a lot to Augie on ICQ because it was me. That was me. And I'll have to say that I did write about first love. So it was quite a challenge for me to capture, hopefully in a very innocent and sweet way, what it is like for you to truly fall in love and have those doubts about what to do, not really know how to how to handle that relationship, especially after the, the first half of the book when Clarissa goes away for a while. So that to me is the, is the character that definitely talks to me a, a lot. Are you planning another novel right now or another book? And if so, what can you share with listeners? I have a ton of notes for a next book, which will hopefully get started soon. I have the first 600 words written. What I will share with you is that it's going to take place in Chapel Hill and it's going to be another young adult novel. It's going to push me out of my comfort zone because I will have more diversity with, with the characters. So definitely going to have not just um, characters that identify themselves as a she or her, he, his, but I'm going to have more diversity within that. And it's going to be another love story. As an indie author yourself, Augie, what advice would you give to writers who are thinking about self-publishing? I guess the first thing that comes to mind is that you're going to have to do it for the love of writing because it's hard being a self-published writer, independent writer, not having a strong marketing group behind you. It's hard to get the word out there, to get people to actually read your book and, and learn more about, want to explore your book. So do it for the love of writing and you will eventually, if you do your job well, you'll find your readers or your readers will find you. Augie, that is some great advice. You have to do it for the love of writing and you clearly love writing. The big score was an amazing read. I absolutely enjoyed it. And I think all young adults who are interested in cars will enjoy it too. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a whole lot. Like I said, it's, feedback is hard to come by, but when it does, it's so invigorating. It definitely adds more fuel. You know, I definitely feel like I need to continue writing. Augie, how can listeners follow you and find your books? Yes, so I am on Twitter at, it's O-G-M-A-C-I-E-L. That's my full name spelled, Augie Maciel. I, uh, I am also on Instagram, O-G-M-A-C-I-E-L. And my books should be available on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble. I think pretty much everywhere that you can buy online, you should be able to hold of it. Augie, thank you again for being part of our season four and for joining us here on the Writing Wall podcast. We encourage everyone to check out his books, ICQ and The Big Score. Thank you for having me once again. It's been a great experience. If you haven't already, drop by our Buy Me A Coffee page for Augie's season four extra and learn what he loves so much about the old North State, North Carolina. Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, tune in for another North Carolina native and our season four finale author, Rebecca Hodge, author of Wildland and her most recent book, Over the Falls. Visit www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Writing Wall to hear Rebecca's season four extra at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday. Because we all have a story, The Writing Wall blog and podcast wants to hear yours. What is your story?
finished your book, your beta readers have sent you their feedback, you're done with edits, and now you're ready to take the next step, formatting. Good news, you can find all your formatting and author service needs with Suzanne Manet and her author services that are now available on Fervor. Writers and authors can reach out to her for a quote at sgmanet at gmail.com or visit her website https colon forward slash forward slash sgmanet.com forward slash author services. Follow Suzanne on Instagram and Twitter too or drop by our website today. Because we all have a story, the Writing While Blogging podcast wants to help you share yours. Anytime I purchase a book, I always review, and if I really enjoy reading your work, rest assured it may be shared here on this podcast with my listeners and followers. Of course, I will do so with permission from the author or authors first. Please like, follow, and share this information with other writers, and if you ever need a writer's lift, visit me on social media. Thank you all again for being here for this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and learning more about the stories you weave.